Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. joining me. Tonight I have an account for you and it comes from Kawanu Lapsaritis, many of you know. Um, and he passed an account on to me from a gentleman that is an American but was in Britain in the 60s. And as I say, it was passed on to me by Kawani. And he's in touch with a number of witnesses across Europe. And when he realised the work I was doing, along with himself and a number of um, researchers across the globe that study in hominids, he was more than happy to pass on this witness's details so he could speak in email. I explained to the gentleman he's not alone and there are many people here in the UK who have experienced a very similar situation or witnessed something impossible to explain. Luckily, there are people the world over who are saving these accounts so they don't vanish into history as so many others have. As each witness shares their story, it empowers so many others to take the next step into sharing their own account. Dear Associates, I would like to share an experience I had whilst I was living in the UK. This happened on the first week of November 1966. Myself and three other Americans decided to climb Ben Nevis, the highest mountain in Great Britain which was located in the southwest of Scotland. At the base of the mountains, as we were preparing to go up, a person told us that no one climbs the mountain at that time of year and that the mountain would be empty and we would be up there alone. Now, the person's house was near the trailhead we were using to walk in and he said he always knew if anyone else was out climbing 
as they would have to pass his house on the way there. We set off, and it was a long hike to reach the top. Upon arriving at the summit, there was a strange, extremely thick fog, at the top of which was flat. It was a flat geological area. It was about 65 degrees that day, but there was snow, and inside this was a very thick wall of fog. The three to four inches of snow was frozen completely and crusty on top, making a very loud crunching sound when you walked. I decided to enter the unusually super thick fog where it was extremely difficult to see anything. My head was focused downwards at my feet in the fresh snow, so I could at least see where I was walking. My companions felt uneasy about the fog, so they decided to rest outside the wall of the fog and wait for it to lift. After approximately 80 feet into this eeriness, I realised I was immediately standing by a dangerous chasm, which was at the edge of the fog bank. As I looked in awe at the gorge, something close ahead of me, I heard a bipedal person with a very long gait, very slowly approaching me through the fog. I was stunned. I could still hear my friends chatting behind me, but then... Who was this large man, crunching through the snow, getting ever nearer, was my thoughts at the time. The closer the footfalls came, the more nervous I got. So I spun around and I followed my tracks quickly back to my friends. I immediately blurted out what had just happened to me, and to my chagrin, they all laughed. There is only one way to enter the summit, and there were no tracks entering the fog when we arrived. They insisted I was hearing things. So I challenged them to come into the fog with me so they could hopefully substantiate my claim. They followed me in, but thought the whole thing was a joke. When we arrived at the chasm, we stopped and listened. Within 10 seconds, all of us heard the sound of a giant man with a long gait crunching through the snow in our direction. We looked at each other and all our faces looked scared. The sound got closer and closer. One of my friends yelled, let's get out of here, and the three of them ran back out of the fog bank as fast as they could move. I hesitated because I wanted to know exactly who was there, but the footsteps continued almost to me. I lost my nerve, and I finally turned around and ran as well. When all of us were outside the fog, I said, who could possibly be up here? And who was this large individual in the thick fog? One of my friends was from Northern California. And with a silly smile, he quipped, it's probably Bigfoot. Everyone laughed and we all agreed we should leave quickly. No one took his comment seriously, even though it could be a match to the bipedal heavy gate. It just didn't seem possible. I pushed the encounter aside and thought no more of it until about 1990, when I happened to glance at the cover of Fate magazine at a store, and the feature article read, The Big Grave Man of Scotland. Wow, that got my attention. It told of a geologist having an encounter, as well as a few others. The article was eerily similar, but came to a different conclusion. Thanks for letting me, sit, letting me share this. Sincerely, Kawani. There's a very famous book here in the UK. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. By a gentleman named Affleck Gray. He was an explorer and a guide who knew the Cairngorm Mountains and the surrounding areas very well. In the book, we see a set of footprints photographed by J.A. Rennie. Now, there are reports of footsteps, giant hairy creatures described as Yeti-like, and the sounds of howls and screams from Ben Nevis in the Fort William Range, across to the Cairngorms and along both of the east and west coast of Scotland. And you can read those accounts by accessing the map of creature reports, and there is a link down below. Now, the aforementioned the Fort William footsteps in the night. What was walking around my scent? Some years ago now, myself and my friends decided to do a wild camp at the campsite at the foot of Ben Nevis. As we walked the mountain the next day, spending the following night sleeping out on the mountain again, which I thought would be a nice little adventure and give us something to talk about for years to come. On the first night's camp, it was pretty uneventful. The second night, things changed. Sleeping in a damp cold bivvy is not at all pleasant, but I did finally drop off to sleep. But I woke up for some unknown reason in the middle of the night. As I lay awake, could hear footsteps walking around us. At first, I was quite interested in this, and I thought an animal of some description had paid us a visit. But as the time went on, I began to realise this was definitely a two-legged creature, with quite purposeful steps. The footsteps by now were really close, only a couple of feet away, and I started to get the chills. I had a massive fear come over me. Eventually, I drifted off to sleep. I remember waking up at around 600 hours with the ice covering the outside of the bivvy. I decided to pack everything up and walked to the campsite for a well-deserved hot shower. The other two eventually packed their equipment and followed me down the mountain. Dean complained heavily about my kicking him in the head as his bivvy was on the ground at my feet. He only briefly saw him passing about the footsteps creeping around us during the night, but I put it down to being overtired and possibly being awoken in the night. Having got ourselves nice and clean with warm, dry clothes, it was time to make our way back south. The drive was, as usual, monotonous, especially when we arrived at the M6 motorway. By then, we had run out of things to talk about, and so Dean said, Did you hear any footsteps walking around us last night? And at this point, I realised I hadn't dreamt it at all. We discussed this for a while, and none of us could explain it. Simon simply did not hear it as he slept right through. And Dean, to this day, has never given it much thought. I still have no idea what it was. And, as this was some years ago, I'll never know. Only that it was a strange experience. Writing this, I still get the chills about who or what it may have been. Trish Hale. Now, the BBC made a report on Ben Nevis in February of 2015. Reported by a climber, who was a BBC reporter, 
Now the quarries of the Ben are often busy with climbers and a few years ago I set out and I joined them and I was travelling with a good friend and we wanted to climb the ice route called Coombe Gully. A gully high in the quarry that's bounded by the trident buttress on one side and the steep walls of Tower Ridge on the other. We had heard stories of strange events from several climbers who reported to having heard the same distressing sound picked up by my friend Christopher and his climbing partner Scott on a previous climb. There are a lot of reports of horrible howls and piercing screams up on the quarries and on this day the ice was perfect and we were climbing well. I was on the crooks pitch. It was about 10 metres or so of very steep ground I had my back wedged against the rock wall. What? Sorry, rock wall. I was placing an ice screw when I heard the first scream. It started indistinctly, slightly muffled, but quickly became sharp into focus. It pierced through the mist, the most visceral, awful sound. People talk about blood-curdling screaming, and for the first time, I understood what that meant. That noise sent a stream of cold blood around my veins and chilled the back of my neck. My first thought was simple, but terrible. I was listening to someone who had just watched a loved one, not simply a climbing partner, but a loved one, fall to their death. There was so much pain and loss in that dreadful noise. I froze for a moment, barely breathing, still perched out on that vertical wall. I wasn't in a secure position, I was just hanging off a few millimetres of metal hooked into the ice. And at that moment, I just wanted to be gone. Off the climb and off the mountain. That screaming had brought home to me the possible consequences of getting something wrong. Of making a mistake. That was honestly what I thought I'd heard. The consequences of someone getting it very wrong and losing their life. But there was no way to make a quick retreat. The fastest way out of this gully was up. So I finished the crooks and I secured myself to the three solid ice screws and brought my partner up. We discussed the screams, trying to work out where they'd come from, speculating on what might have happened and agreed we needed to finish our climb as quickly as we could. We completed the final easier pitch and ended up on the Ben Nevis Plateau in the midst in complete silence. I'm not sure what I was expecting, but I thought there would be some sort of noise. Something dreadful had happened. Surely we should be hearing the beginnings of a rescue. Confident voices coming out of the fog, or a helicopter's hum, or lights from torches. But there was nothing. Just the sound of our subdued conversation, and the clinking of our climbing gear being tidied into sacks as we packed up. A brief search close to where we finished our climb revealed nothing. So we headed down to Fort William. I later spoke to another climber I knew, who had been on the route in the same corridor. He had abseiled off his room and gone to investigate the screams he heard, but he also found nothing. Other climbers have done the same. Nobody could find evidence of an accident, and the police said no one had been reported missing. So we don't know who was screaming. We don't know what happened to them. We probably never will. But I'll never forget how a horrible scream coming out of the mist sounded. The Tall Grey Man Outside the Boppy, 2005. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.